It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Welcome to the first ever episode. Of B-Movie Breakdown. Don't take it out of the package. You won't be able to sell it on eBay for nearly as much. The right now, mint condition. Don't get it drunk at a frat party and, you know, let it do whatever. Hyman needs to be intact on the wedding night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is the first ever B-Movie Breakdown, and I am Corey. I will say I am DRC. Uh, the B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find humor and enjoyment in low-budget and lesser-known films of the past and present, uh, home of the good, the bad, and the what-the-fuck in movies. Each week, um, we will announce the movie pr- in the prior episode so you can join in on the madness as well. Now, I'm sure many of you are listening to this via iTunes, so maybe you've already subscribed. If you haven't, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps us out a lot. You can also find episodes on our website, which is bmbpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmbpodcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash bmbpodcast, and email us at bmbpodcast at gmail.com. Now, we'll take any suggestions for movies, thoughts on movies, if you've already seen some of the ones we're covering, whatever. Send them in. We'll read them. We'll promote your shit, too. Uh, If you might have heard before this started, our theme song was uh, awesomely written by Jonathan Mann. He's been doing a song a day for 1,384 days now. And that was our song. That was, our song was the one one thousand three hundred eighty fourth song. He's getting close to four years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, you can find all his stuff on his YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash songadayman. Man is spelled with two N's, so remember that when trying to find this guy. Um, JonathanMan.net, Twitter at songadayman. He also has a podcast of his own called Always Making. Well, this week, our first ever B-Movie Breakdown, our movie this week, we figured we'd start out with a huge bang and start with the best worst movie of all time. Yeah, if you are familiar with this, then you've, it's possible you've had this done to death on you. Like, um, if you are familiar, I'm, you'll probably like this anyway, but if you're afraid we're just going to hit on all the ones that people already know about, don't worry, we've got some far more obscure things lined oh, up in the future. We have so many obscure movies like Dinosaur Island, Xanadu, Death Sport, Big Dollhouse, Rape Squad, Black Dog, Caged Fury, Hercules vs. Karate, Blood Games, and many more. I thought the one was going to be, you know, Big Dollhouse, then Black Dollhouse. <laughs> no, no Black Dollhouse. You no, know, the original title for the Cleveland show was going to be Black Family Guy, but they couldn't get that past the censors. Really? Yep. Hmm. Uh, Alright, Troll 2. If, yeah, like Dan said, if you've seen it, you know how ridiculous this movie is. I mean, I don't really even know where to start with this movie because it's just so insane. For those of you that don't know, I'm going to give you a little rundown real quick. It's about The movie is about a family vacationing in a small town, and they discover that the entire town is inhabited by goblins disguised as humans who plan to eat them. But the goblins are basically vegans because they only eat plants, so they make the... That's right, they are vegans, because they don't eat chicken, they don't even like eggs, so yeah, vegans. Yeah, they're vegans. and they well, Except for maybe the, the milk they drink, but I don't know, that was all sour, so yeah, yeah we'll write that Who off. knows how the milk was made, 
Maybe he was from uh, Goblin Boobies. Oh, right. Yeah. Or, you know, Goblin J.O. Circle. Oh, why does it have to be that kind of milk, Dan? Because it's that kind of movie, Corey. <laughs> At one point, it was almost that kind of movie where there was uh, corn porn going on. You know, you know. let me just say that this movie has basically a split personality. There's two storylines going on here, and it's pretty obvious the director knew what he was going to do with one of them, but then let it fall by the wayside and let the other one take over. And one was a story about this group of four awesome bros hanging out, <laughs> going to go bro it down for the weekend, you know, fuck some bitches out in the out in the woods, like in the same bed with each other, you know, whatever, you know, typical guy shit. And instead, he lets that story fall by the wayside and get hijacked about the stupid family running around with goblins and shit. <laughs> uh, the movie is the movie is absolutely insane. That's really the only way to describe this movie. I feel. I feel it's it's just. I've seen it now I don't know how many times, and every time I watch it, I, I just keep thinking the same thing. This movie is just insane. It So many things in this... So, the acting, for one, is absolutely horrible. It seems like almost all the actors are reading off of cue cards, if not note cards, or lines written on their hands. Exactly. The, the daughter, Holly, she literally sounds like she's just reading off a piece of paper the entire time. He's gonna cut your little nuts! <laughs> it's just like her deliver her delivery is unreal. Is it gonna be me or your little boys? I don't know who's worse, Holly or the mom. I think Holly's worse. I think it's a tie. The mom for me. is crazy. The mom is crazy, but she's slightly more convincing. But Holly, no. Well, I guess we can just start with the beginning of the movie. Uh, we're quickly introduced to what the goblins look like, which is a piece of shit. Uh, these are probably the worst masks ever. These would be like your Kmart Halloween masks. Yes. They're not even like spirit Halloween like store hot quality Oversized masks. burlap sacks turned into would-be robes for these creatures. And then there's the one go goblin. I keep wanting to say troll. For people who don't know, this movie is called Troll 2. There was a first troll, and it has nothing to do with this movie. So if you want to venture out and go and see Troll 2, which I highly recommend you do with a group of people. You don't need to worry about following the highly cerebral plotline attached to the first one. Yes. Uh, that, I guess that's one thing. I mean, we're kind of jumping off topic a little bit. That's one thing I want to know is why did... Even after watching the documentary, there's a documentary about this movie called Best Worst Movie. Uh, directed by Michael Stevenson, who plays Joshua, the main little boy in the movie. They never really say why it was called Troll 2, and I think to bank off the success of Troll, but Troll wasn't that big of a movie to begin with. I don't. I, I read on the wiki page that what happened was is the director wanted to call it Goblins, which would have made more sense, but whoever, whatever studio put it out like didn't think it was going to do well in the first place, and so I guess they must have bought the right to call it Troll 2 so that people would think it was a sequel to something, and sequels are worth seeing, and even if you know they usually do less than the original movie, they just go and see it anyway because they thought it was tied to something else, so yeah, that's, that's why that happened. Yeah, it's just really weird because they never... Obviously, the movie was made without being called Troll 2 because they're goblins the entire time, which is always when I'm explaining this movie to anybody. That's the first thing I say. I'm like, it's called Troll 2, but there's no trolls in the movie. There's just goblins. I mean, that's right there. You should know what you're getting into because, yeah, like I said, this movie's just insane. Uh, the movie starts off with a guy running through the woods... 
in this in amazing music playing. The theme music for <laughs> Troll 2. It's it, not even horror at all. It's more like ridiculous, goofy, like camp 80s, synth, whatever. Just yes. like, I can't, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Well, at the same time, we're seeing that guy run. Uh, run. We have Grandpa Seth, who, that character is just something else to begin with. But he's telling his story about goblins to his grandson Joshua. Little do we know a few well we figure out a few minutes later that Grandpa Seth is really dead and it's Joshua's just having visions of Grandpa Seth. Which visions later, of my scary grandpa telling me scary stories. Later on they made like in the beginning they made it seem like okay he can he can see him wherever, but then halfway through the movie it's like he had to be near a mirror. Uh, I love the continuity. Yeah, like that didn't make sense. Like he, Oh, I just, I didn't get it. And then Grandpa Seth didn't get the layout of the house the one time, and he went to the wrong room in the wrong mirror. This is what happens when you abandon your good story for your bad one. Would you really want to see the movie of the guys? Hell yes, Corey. Who would not want to see this? We start off with this goofy shit about this... We think it's, you know, the movie is right here, guys being chased by goblins. Then we cut to the guy reading to the kid, Allah, the never-ending story, or Princess Bride or something. And then they even fuck that up by, like, Grandpa Storyteller's not even here. It's all in your head. <laughs> what kind of mind fuck is shit is that? It's all within the first five mo- five minutes of the movie. Then we cut to his, his sister, who's wearing a weightlifter belt and pumping iron in her bedroom like she's in a goddamn gym. Then you get her awesome boyfriend, Elliot, pops in, who's wanting to get a little sum. She doesn't doesn't want to have anything to do with him because he's got this awesome circle of bros that he takes everywhere with him. She you know really what? hates his friends. Like, she does. She, she, really, she is really. She really. is the consummate hater ass bitch. She can just not deal with the male friendship going on here. I'm gonna deem Holly as the original overly attached girlfriend. Like that could have been the meme way back then. It could have been Holly because, like, she's so controlling over him. And he puts up with all of it for some reason. Because at one point, she's like super pissed at him, blah, blah, blah. And two seconds later, she's like, come I mean, with us on the trip. Well, she's all pissed because he pops up in her room wanting to get some. And then his friends are right outside the window. And she's just like, she has such a problem with this. It's like, what? What? What is the problem? Like, maybe they want to watch when he's getting some. Well, maybe they want to offer him pointers, give him a high five, fist bump, slap on the ass, something like that. Maybe he should have been mad at his friends for cock blocking him. They didn't cock block him. She cock blocked him. My God, you know, like, is it really so bad for him to show up, want to do a little pump and dump, then get back out on the town with his bros? <laughs> I mean, come on, seriously. Well, in that in that scene alone, there is a couple amazing quotes, and this movie's full of them. Um, before that scene, even, there's this scene uh, where the thing where Joshua tells his grandpa, you made a mistake, grandpa. You said can. You should have said could. Or wait, what kind of fairy tale is this? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it made me feel like he was literally asking that question that wasn't part of the script. He, the kid was just literally confused. Yeah, considering the budget they were on, that probably would have been an outtake. But like, no, <laughs> one take, one take. Just like the soaps, man, one take. Yeah, and I want to know, even right off the bat, you hear the grandpa telling about the uh, the goblins, and then it's a continuing thing throughout the movie with the grandpa. What did Grandpa Seth do to these goblins to piss them off so bad? Or what's his... I, I want to see the prequel with Grandpa Seth and see what he did 
See, I just thought since he was dead, he was supposed to have, like, that semi-omniscient ghost thing going on. But then he really fucks that up later. He already knows all this shit about what's going to happen, but he can't find the right mirror to talk to the kid in the house. Sorry, Joshua, I don't know this house. How how do you know anything about what's going on? Because you're dead. You couldn't use your dead knowledge to pick the right mirror to talk through? He goes, I don't know the layout of this house yet. Yet. (laughs) That's such a great line. Uh, another one is in the beginning as well when the mom says, you were at the funeral. It was difficult for your father, Holly, and me, his, his daughter. daughter. <laughs> and he goes, and she goes, you must banish him from your mind. Yes. Yes. Forget banish your grandpa your ever existed. When the, and then in the, <laughs> the in, power of Christ compels you, grandpa. In the Waits family, when somebody dies, you just forget they ever existed. All those people, anybody that died in this movie that they knew. Well, I guess that bodes well for. It makes sense. Oh my god, that totally makes sense to banish people that died away. Because at the end of the movie, when they leave Nilbog and come back, they don't ever talk about all the people that, all their friends that died. The guy, the kid's friends that died. Well, Who has to go tell their parents that they died by the hands well, of Elliot, You're part of this family now, and as part of this family now, you banish your loved ones from your mind when they die. <laughs> Elliot can't remember his parents anymore after they died in that horrific car crash. <sighs> it's, it's just what you have to do when you're involved in the, the Waits family. So, <laughs> uh, so they have this brilliant plan that they want to get away for a month. What like regular middle class family can afford like an entire month long vacation to switch but, but they decided with... to swap houses with this rural family from somewhere and they're just pretending that they're farmers just so that they can rent their or have their house for a month like if you're not even really farmers you're going to fuck up their crops but we don't give a fuck cuz we need a cheap vacation so here we go yeah and uh even Holly describes the town that they're going to which the town is called Neilbog and if you can't figure it out yourself Neil Bog is goblin spelled backwards. Genius. Neil Bog is goblin spelled backwards. And Red Rum is murder spelled backwards. <laughs> and Alucard is Dracula spelled backwards. Mind blown. Uh, Holly even describes Neil Bog at one point as a wonderful half empty town. That well, doesn't sound good. We know Holly's a pessimist. With. If I were her, I would have called it a wonderful half full town. <laughs> Could have slapped her around a little bit, got him to say the right things. Elliot should have slapped her around and got his friends back. Well, about that. Uh, when when you were mentioning before the scene where she's working out, the music is awesome during that part. But not only is the music awesome, while she's working out and the music's playing, the mom pops her head in for a second, laughs, and then closes the door back. I thought it was such an odd choice to even show the mom walk into the room because she didn't say anything. She never had an agenda like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Holly for a minute or anything. Or when she walked downstairs to talk to her husband, she never even mentioned that Holly was working out. Like, why did she pop her head and laugh and then leave? What was so funny? It was funny to us because the scene was ridiculous. Was she laughing at the same thing we were laughing at? Well, obviously, Corey, she was already well off her rocker, and this is just part of her continued degeneration so the daughter probably didn't think anything oh yeah the lady who played the mom her name is margot prey and if you watched the best worst movie documentary about troll 2 this lady is definitely something else she is very very weird person and you can even get that vibe just from the opening scenes of her uh talking to joshua 
I honestly feel like the best actor in the movie, and this isn't a bias from seeing the documentary, but George Hardy, who plays Michael, the husband and dad, I think he does the best job out of anybody in the whole movie. Really? I thought he was pretty awful. Well, he's... Come on. Everybody's awful in this movie. But if I had to pick one person that did better than anybody, I'd go with him. Mm. Who are you going to go with? The guy who's selling the milk at the town? No. <laughs> that guy was pretty priceless. No, I was going to go with, um... No, Grandpa Seth. Grandpa Seth? I guess. You at least believe he's, like, you know, like, I'm dead and I have this thing going on that I'm trying to help you guys with. Uh... Joshua keeps mentioning to the grandpa or, or to the mom about the goblins, and she's like, oh, goblins aren't real, blah, 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 blah. She walks downstairs to talk to the husband about the trip they're going to take, and the last thing she says in the scenes, scene is, Michael, who are the goblins? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did she ask? And then there's no response from him. He just like, like looks at her. The goblins the are a progressive rock band from the mid-70s. <laughs> I wish he would have had some answer instead of just a look in the scene went back to Holly and her, her bow, as uh, Michael called it at one point. He goes, sorry, your bow couldn't make it. And he's like, she goes, he's not my bow, he's my boyfriend. Well, obviously, weird... this is this is the Italian director taking out his ire on the French language. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but you were saying about the bro thing. I I do like those characters. I do genuinely think that those characters are funny. Because uh, it's just they're so ridiculous. There's nothing funny about this, Corey. This is dead fucking serious. And when when we're first introduced to Elliot, he scares the crap out of Holly. What she proceeds to, she kicks him in the balls, and then he goes, what are you trying to do, turn me into a homo? See, exactly, because he needs those balls to keep fucking bitches and getting money, like he has been, along with all his bros. <laughs> how, how would that turn him into a homo? Lose the balls, he ain't got the fucking... You need balls to be a homo, too? Would you call, would a snake still be a cobra if you took the venom out of it? No, it's just a handbag. All right, whatever. I <laughs> I still feel that's a little ridiculous to say after uh, being hit in the balls. I've never said that to anybody. If they've accidentally hit me or anything's happened like that, I've never said, what are you trying to do? Turn me if into you were as straight and as much of a man as these men obviously are, you would be that worried about your continued heterosexuality as well. And that, that's when she tells him that how her dad's going to cut his little nuts off. Little. She always has to enunciate your little nuts off and eat them. So who's the homo now? The guy who's afraid about his junk getting fucked up by his bitchy girlfriend or the creepy dad who wants to eat some guy's balls just because he doesn't like him. The cannibal homo dad. Oh my god. That's so true. I forgot that she said to eat him. I forgot all about that. That is... That's like... And like, why is she putting her dad out there like that? Her dad, if he heard that, probably be like, I would never eat this guy's balls. <laughs> Elliot's not my type of guy. Elliot is a good-for-nothing, as he'll constantly remind us. No, not you. You're a good-for-nothing. Well, she, um, he wants to take his friends with them there on their vacation, which is kind of weird that he would just in, like invite... One, he invited himself, and two, he invited his friends. 
which I'm, I know the whole bro thing. And she goes, you, you can't take them. She goes, you can take them with you. I don't believe in group sex. Well, I guess she doesn't, but you know what? He's hoping there's going to be a town full of hot, lusty, repressed country girls that need some goddamn dick in their lives. Couldn't and why not Why not share with your friends and bring them all down there? It's not only the right thing to do, it is the awesome thing to do. So, wait, she doesn't believe in group sex, so she doesn't believe it exists? Like that it happens? That sounds about right, coming from this movie. Okay, so... If these guys wanted to go to this town for all these hot babes, they couldn't have done any research. I know there's no internet at the time. No. But they could have done... There were forms of research in the 90s. They were talking about how they couldn't even find it on a map. If it's that small of a town, I wouldn't be surprised that I couldn't find books on the history of Nilbog. But if it's a destination where people are doing town switches or home switches with people, wouldn't you think they'd probably put that in some sort of like brochure or something in the town next to them? Corey, obviously, the goblins got out and were doing their own paraphernalia for luring in victims with tourist schemes, and that's how they found out. It was like a door-to-door salesman, goblin, goblin in a little hat and a suit. Munching on his green frosting sandwich. (laughs) But this wasn't even human form, it was just the goblin, and it was the one with the really messed up face. Because there were a couple that were like, okay, whatever, these are shitty Halloween customs. The one, the mouth doesn't even move on it. It's a, like a smiley, weird mouth, and the eyes are bulging out of its head, and it just stares all the time. And it, <laughs> it, is, it is beyond weird. So anyway, obviously, the family finally decides to take off. Holly is upset because they waited an hour and a half and Elliot never showed up, so they finally just decided to leave without him. Well, the, the Only co- to find out that Elliot is in a camper with his fucking bros, headed down there too, to surprise this bitch, give her some dick, get his bros some, some sniz, and liven the whole town up. Well, before they can liven the town up, the, sh- the car ride itself is alive and bumping, because that car ride is absolute bananas. The point where they're arguing, and then the mom goes, Joshua, sing that song I like so much. Fucking row, row, row your boat. That's the song she likes This is the most unhealthy family ever. Whenever there's like a legitimate argument or thing to discuss, let's not think about that. Let's sing god-awful public domain songs. Because we don't have the money to license anything, really. I know, but why did they pick Row, Row, Row Your Boat? Because the director was foreign and obviously had no knowledge of American culture. <laughs> oh, everybody in America loves Row, Row, Row Your Boat. It's number one on the billboard It's right charts. up there with Yo-Ho-Ho uh, Yo, and a bottle of rum and anchors away. <laughs> well, well, you're mentioning about the family doing that. I mean, they banish their loved ones... From their memory. Well, not only this, they they eat their own, obviously, in Joshua's fever dream. He imagines them saying, Dad, stop the car. Joshua's ready to be eaten. Oh, Joshua's dream is is really gruesome. And none of the rest (laughs) of the movie is like that. There's no death in this movie that's like that scene at all. It's really gruesome and kind of, for the low budget, well done. And the rest of it is just complete garbage. Like, they had all, they wasted all their money on the scene in the van. And, like, this, uh, this family's obviously so uncaring. He wakes up screaming, talking about how they were wanting to eat him. They're like, oh, Joshua, you're nuts, blah, blah, blah. Speaking of eating, do you want something, Joshua? Oh, yeah. And when he wakes up from the dream, he goes, don't eat me. Was I dreaming? (laughs) (laughs) 
The fact that he even has to ask should let you know that these <laughs> people should have family services called on them. Well, yeah, then it he should s- have been done years then ago. Then he sees his grandpa on the side of the road who just turns out to be a homeless man. <laughs> oh, hello, filthy hobo. <laughs> so are you going to give me a ride or not? Get back in the van, Joshua. Like, I love how they don't even address him. Like, let's not even talk about the hobo. If we don't mention him, he's not real. Oh, go away. They just, they just want to forget all bad things. That's what they're all about. And, and the Waits family, they want to get to their destination. Stop the van. I have to throw up. Okay, let's not look. Let's, <laughs> let's not look while you go over to this creepy homeless guy. Run like, and fake puke. Run like 20 because feet. Because we, we just want van. to pretend the puke doesn't exist either. <laughs> Well, they should have. They should have pretended the nobody. Joshua, if you're going to do that, go behind a tree and play some radio, so we don't have to hear your heaves. Because <laughs> the second they got to Nilbog, it is a very, very weird encounter with these people that they're getting the house from. It is like very like. As soon as they get there, you're late. <laughs> I'd well, be like, well, sorry, you. we got held up. It doesn't matter. Look, so we got held up. My kid thought he saw his grandpa on the side of the road. Just about to be a homeless guy. <laughs> that was, and if they if they would have said that, I think the family who are the goblins would have been like, you know what, we'll stay. You can you can go back home. We don't want you in our house, crazies. <laughs> we don't like your type around here. <laughs> By your type, we mean specters and such. <laughs> well, um. The the family who is leaving, they mentioned that they left a feast for these people, for the Waits family. So Grandpa Seth warns Joshua about the... what about If they eat the food, that's the whole thing in the beginning. We kind of skipped over a little bit. It doesn't really matter. But it's like if they, feed the, if they eat the green... Anything green food, it's going to turn them into a plant so that the goblins can it eat them. It will start to turn them into half-human, half-plant so the goblins can eat them. See, if the... Although, when they get in and they see this feast, they make no questions about it that it's basically all weird dessert-type shit. Everything is basically green frosting or something with green frosting on it. Even it's... bread with green frosting. Yeah, makes yeah. Green fr- would you like a green frosting sandwich? Oh, I fucking love that shit. Mmm. Frosting sandwich from such a fucking fat kid. Mm. <laughs> Well, and Joshua, the only way he can get them, well, which apparently Grandpa Seth has the power to stop time. Grandpa Seth is apparently God, but has, like, Spawn's limitation on his powers. My my power clock's running down, Joshua. You gotta act fast. I can only freeze time for ten seconds. And while little Joshua contemplates this for well more than ten seconds, he finally decides to get up on the table and piss on everybody's food. Yeah, instead of just, like, smashing all Even the, the pictures of, like, green and red Kool-Aid that would have turned them also, I guess. But the thing is, why didn't he just, like, throw away the food or something, or smash it all? He gets on the table and because the magic time like. stop was about to run out, Corey. What else would you do? Well, so then they cuts to the dad, which is this is probably aside from the oh my god thing that's probably one of the most infamous things in this movie. It cuts to my favorite scene in yes. the whole movie, <laughs> which is uh, Michael the dad yelling at Joshua. And he's, like, going to each room, like, look at these rooms! Look at these signs! You're gonna get a big spanking for a little shit. You don't piss on hospitality. Now I'm gonna tighten my belt so I don't feel my hunger pains. What? And what planet does that work? (laughs) Let's just... See, that's what we need to do. We don't even need to worry about feeding developing countries. We just need to give them all belts so that they can tighten them and take away their hunger pains and die quietly. (laughs) The second they tighten them, they'll cut their bodies in half. 
<laughs> this is Mitt Romney's plan if he wins the election, by the way. <laughs> belts. Belts to Africa and Asia everywhere. Romney, 2012. I believe in hunger pains and belts. <laughs> belts and pains, 2012. I'm winning the hunger games with my hunger belt. Yeah, that, the line that he delivers is so great. The, you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. <laughs> it's such that's on t-shirts and everything now. It's seriously like that's like that's seriously my favorite scene in the whole movie. It is so unreal. The other scene we we're talking about is uh, one of the bros. Oh wait, wait, wait. We're not oh, even sorry. there yet. Don't don't go jumping too well, far ahead. Anyway, after this and poor little Joshua getting thrown in his room for pissing on things and whatnot, we finally cut to the bros. They arrive where they're supposed the to be. They, they pull their camper off on the side of the road because they don't want to announce their presence yet because they know if they do, the bitches will be all over their dicks. By the way, the bro-out was more like the kind where you bring crystals and there's going to be J.O. circles because... You know, why, why not have a J.O. circle, Corey? Be- when you have that much man gathered together, you just got to release it. Well, you're not doing each other. You're not even, like, doing it like, you know, oh, let's two, do this the, together. The friend- you could go back to back. You could stand around, you know, not look at each other. And just <laughs> all four of you, just at the same time, just... <clears throat> the two friends that uh, slept in the same bed together were also shirtless many times in bed together. So I think those two might have had a thing going on. Uh, maybe, mean, maybe that's why Elliot was so scared of being uh, turned into a homo because of them. You don't snuggle with your bros, Corey. I mean, come on, like yes, we're do. all guys here, you know. Like, I like to sleep in my underwear. Sometimes I like to sleep in the nude. And they only had that one camper. There was only the one bed. The other guys are probably stuck sitting up in chairs, sleeping that way. I mean, just you know, fucking lay there and snuggle with your bro. And just so people know, we're not throwing the term homo around. Like, it's a negative thing. It's from the movie. It's in the context. Just want to throw that out there. Don't want nobody to get up in arms, because we're saying homo. I don't know why you're getting up in arms, because nobody in this movie is a homo, except for maybe the dead. No. Eating nuts and shit. <laughs> I forgot. Well, may, I'm thinking maybe the guy who ran the store. That guy could be... He's, he looks like one of those guys nowadays, if he was running that store, he'd be putting some creepy ads on Craigslist. Oh, yeah. Hey, little boy. You want some candy? See, Nilbog, they started their whole like scheme at the wrong time. They needed to wait for Craigslist to come along, and then they really could have got some traction through the town. Well, they didn't have 15 years to wait around and starve, Corey. They didn't have belts to tighten well, I to think, take away I their hunger I think the goblins pain. needed to stop being such bitches and spending all their time trying to get people to eat the green shit and just become meat eaters. If they could just eat the humans as they are. They wouldn't have to waste so much time trying to trick them into eating green goo. This is a crucial note that we didn't uh, explicitly state yet, but the goblins are disgusted by meat. They hate it. They have to be vegetarian, so I don't know why they're eating humans. Even with people eating green food turns them half plant, half human. They're still half human, half meat. I guess if the idea was to replace their blood with like liquid chlorophyll so then they didn't <laughs> get the blood... Okay, fine. You don't want the blood. You're still eating meat because they're still half human and thus half Damn, meat. The chlorophyll thing. You're giving this movie way too much credit. <laughs> you just gave it. But anyway, right there, you gave anyway, it way too much credit. The bros are trying to get their bro roots down and get settled in for the literally bro their roots down. Yeah, exactly. So, bro number one, Arnold, decides to step out of the trailer and he sees a horny chick running towards him. So, all right. I'll chase this bitch well, down. Well, the rumor was put out by Elliot earlier that 
this town is full of hot, promiscuous babes. And as soon as Arnold steps out the door, it's not true, by the way, but as soon as Arnold steps out the drawer, his manliness draws one to him. <laughs> He's like, obviously, I'm going to chase her down and have my way with her. As he should. As she's running from goblins, which Arnold proceeds to get a spear through his damn chest. Well, he finally he chases the girl. He finally chases her down, wondering why she's so upset. And then it turns out, oh, I've got goblins chasing me in addition to wanting your dick. Well, let's go into so this, the goblins catch up with. So them. let's go into this church and bang, because you're got a you got a spear through your chest. Well, obviously, okay. So the goblins catch up to him. Arnold is, you know, as much of a man as he can be without a weapon. Tells him to fuck off. They decide to throw a spear into his shoulder. Man that he is, rips it out, throws it down on the ground, and decides to take the chick to the nearest safe bang point to bang her before he has to deal with the goblins. Because why not have the extra man pump, like Popeye with his spinach, I just fucked a bitch. I'm 50 times stronger. If anyone listens to this who hasn't seen the movie, they're... You're describing it so awesome. <laughs> they're gonna watch it, and they're gonna come find you and murder you. They are welcome to try, <laughs> because I will fuck 50 bitches before they come, so I'll be 50 times 50 times stronger than my normal self, and I'll just rip heads off. <laughs> what if they stab you or trick you to drink a drink with uh, green goo inside of it on accident? Then you're screwed. Because I read the product labels on all my food, and I don't eat anything with any well, food color in well, it. Well, Arnold could have had a threesome here if he's really growing out that hard. Because then they run into, in the church, Credence Lenore Giegland. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I tried down. to make it out, but she only said her name once. I was like, fuck it's it. It's Credence Lenore. The witchy bitch. I just call her the witchy the bitch. The witchy bitch. Which later on, she shows a little bit hotter side of herself. Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet, though. But for the most part, she's ugly as shit. Right now, she's witchy bitch. She's witchy bitch. She's got nasty braces on for some reason, which yeah. come off when she's hot. So, like, she's purposely trying to, you know, uh, I don't want to give BJ, so I'm going to put these wire things on my okay, teeth. Okay, so... You're running from goblins. Say we're leaving out the bro scenario at this moment in time. You're running from goblins after you just got stabbed. You run into this church that's filled with laboratory equipment all over the place and, and creepy stones and portals and who knows what They're in the else. country, Corey. Obviously, they're running a meth lab to supplement their town's income. Okay, why do you even stay in there for more than a minute? Because meth dealers are probably like Walter White, have guns and shit to help you kill the goblins. All right, all right, I get, all right, I get that point. But once you find out there's no hospitals in Neilbog, I think it's a sign that maybe you're not, you know, you need to get somewhere else. Well, you know, Arnold was just such a man. She's offering them, oh, drink this potion, it'll help heal you. Okay. I'll keel this girl up who's obviously hurting or something here. You know, get a little drinky drink going on. You know, get... Well, they get their drinky drink, yeah. which is basically goblin roofied. Well, yeah, but, Because when you they know. start dripping green goo, and Arnold yells, I can't move! <laughs> and he goes, there must be some sort of logical explanation for this! It's like something that's going on inside the character's head or something that normally wouldn't be said in any movie ever. But, no, this movie... Well, this is when we get to probably the most infamous scene in the entire movie. It has been on YouTube all over the place for years now. Uh, it's always on any sort of B-movie list or bad movie this or worst quote or worst whatever. Uh, the we girl see, we see whose the name gr- I can't remember. No. She, she has a name. She's a... 
begins to turn into green goo, which this is something I don't understand right here. She starts freaking out, choking, and spasming. So what does she decide to do? Run upstairs. If I were in that kind of pain, yes, climb laboriously climb up this large flight of stairs and throw myself off a railing onto the floor beneath. If I really felt the need to... Well, you know what? No, I'm a man, so I would die that awesomely. I would throw myself <laughs> off as something. I've been poisoned. No hope of survival. Jump off the Empire State Building and make a big splat. <laughs> what I want to know is, why when she drank the stuff and she turned into something, she turned into goo... But Arnold turned into a tree. When he found her, she was already leaking green stuff, so they'd already true. got to her with something. That's probably why. She had too much he of it. He only had a sip of it when she'd already had something else before this. So she got, she OD'd. Yeah. That's what happens when you OD on goblin juice. You OD on the green? Mm, bad news. <laughs> well, then... I, when I'm taking green in the club, I set myself a limit. I only bring so much with me, and that's it for the night. Well, it's smart. That's yeah. a smart thing to do. Well, I mean, if it, if you weren't smart about it, you'd turn up like her, and you'd have some guy in the club yelling, They're eating her! They're gonna eat me! Oh my god! Oh my god! Which is what both those bitches would have been saying if those goblin cockblocks hadn't shown up <laughs> and ruined this awesome bro's time. <laughs> they, they ruined his time. They turned him into a tree. He couldn't move. You know what? You know why he turned into a tree? It wasn't because of the potion. Was it was the hard. massive fucking wood he had he for all these bitches. He's hard as like, I can't even move. I just need to come. I totally understand well, that, by the way. He totally could have got an even harder boner when he saw Holly dancing in her room. Doing that amazing dance she was doing. He wasn't looking out of respect unless his bro Elliot invited him to join in. Then she had to say, no, I'm not into group sex because I'm a I bitch. Think, I really think these bros don't have much respect. If they're the kind of bros I think they are, I don't really think they have that kind of respect. They were peeping through the window earlier. They really don't have the respect that you think they do. You know, everybody likes a little preview. Well, so why not? Okay. They weren't invited in. They didn't try to force themselves. Well, well, they missed out on the amazingly hot dance that Holly did in the room by herself. Right right before she gives an amazing speech into the mirror about what she's going to do to Elliot if he shows up with his, fr- with his friends. Yeah, when she's talking shit like that, how can you not want to look like, ooh, is she, is she practicing in front of the mirror? Is she pantomiming a BJ right now? Like, uh, uh, uh. that's what I'd be looking for. <laughs> Okay, you were mentioning that the dad may be the only gay character in the movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you're wrong right here because I forgot all about this character, the creepy cop. Yes. When he pulls up next to the shirtless kid okay, running the, down the street. Okay, this is the next day now. It's yeah. the next day, and nobody's had anything to eat. I think it's the same day. No, no, it was the next day because really? oh, yeah, she was. At they, night were, they were bitching the about game. like, oh, the store's already closed. We can't get any more food because you pissed on ours. They just, I don't think they shot really any much at night until the very end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, the end is really the only night stuff. But it's it's been a night, right? So we go, we cut back to the camper. The, le- the three remaining bros are wondering where their other bro is. Figure rightly that he's probably off fucking bitches in the woods. So they realize they don't have any food and a bro's got to eat. So one of them decides he's going to go find the nearest grocery store and bring back some supplies. Now he goes out, leaving the other two bros, bro snuggling in the bed, as any bro should. 
And they don't have a bitch with them. So they so they send out the character Drew. Yes, Drew. And he goes running in pink shorts. You can't tell if they're boxers or regular shorts, because why not? Why not go out in shorts that scream boxers? So chicks look, and then they look at the package, and then you already got them. They're focused on the well, wang. Drew. They want the wang. You're just like, well, it doesn't matter what kind of shorts Drew, these are. Though, he's they like, can come off like this either way. Drew's a scavenger, bro, because he comes with no money. He's a dip into the group fund mm. to go to the store. You don't know. Maybe he paid for the whole last trip, and now it's his turn to scavenge. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I guess. Well, the cop creepily hits on him. Well, he's trying to seduce him into the town. Really is what he's doing. Because he's like, yeah. where are you running? What are you training for? <laughs> Come on in the car. Well, you know, when so you, you just, don't get so tired. When you have that much man going on, you can't help but even attract some bros, too. I don't blame him one bit. Yeah, but his mistake was he got in the car with the guy. He just wanted a ride. He figures I can yeah. train when I get home. I'm he, here to fuck yeah, bitches. Yeah, but you know what the money. cop wanted in return for the ride? Yeah, he but wanted, he wasn't gonna. The cop was having his own bro adventure. <laughs> a different kind of bro adventure. But he was having a bro adventure of his own. Well, he was gonna be disappointed because Drew only likes the snoo, and snoo is my new made up word for pussy. So he drops him off at the. Uh, the general store. Not before offering him something to eat, a pink, a green frosting sandwich, because when I'm hungry, I know I want a fucking candy sandwich. So he, not a burger, not a hot dog, not anything meat or vegetable related that might actually You sound like the preacher me. later on. He's like, hot dog stands on the corners of the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Selling their filthy hot dog bodies to the, the nasty, sinful masses. They like to put phallic things in their mouths. One thing I gathered from this movie was that goblins are vegan Amish. Yep. That's it's it, true. If I was to take away anything from this movie, the goblins are vegan Amish. Amish. So are we going to have a new TLC oh. show called Breaking Goblins? <laughs> where, where people from Neilbog go out of the community... And see what it's like in the real world. No, we don't eat green frosting out here. We don't try to force it on others. <laughs> they just keep going to the grocery store you know buying green Here's frosting. This. Here's this. Have some macaroni and cheese. There's no meat in there. You know what? We hid little hot dog chunks in there. You ate them all up. No problem. See? You're doing it. You're doing it. And we, we have a hit on our hands. But we need to sell this to TLC. Breaking Goblins. It'll sell. Well, you call him up, Corey, and you can deal with the same guy that signed Honey Boo Boo. Because, obviously, their standards are so high. And the two-headed girl, and uh, the midgets, and uh, that channel is just a freak show now. Toddlers and tiaras, I didn't know I was pregnant. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love hearing about redneck bitches shitting their babies out in the the restroom toilet at the fast food joint they work at because they didn't know they were pregnant. And put that on TV for all the world to see so that everybody can look back and go, ha ha, your mom was a crack whore and shit you out in the toilet. <laughs> God. Well, we were getting back to the, the store owner, I had mentioned him earlier. This, this guy was born to play this role. He is super creepy. He looks like a goblin. According to the wiki page, they claimed he was a mental patient who'd just been released from a mental institution and was super high on marijuana, and all the creepiness was genuine. Yeah, he. Uh, they talk to him in Best Worst Movie. They go visit him. He has like a night, like a decent place he's living in and stuff. And uh, but he has all these like weird stuffed animals everywhere, and he's like talking to him and stuff, like a giant giraffe and a giant bear, and he's talking to him. <laughs> It's really weird. And he actually mentions that he doesn't remember 
doing much of the movie, and he the only things he remembers is that he wasn't all there, and that he was on some sort of drugs. Well, or something he didn't like have that. that big of a part anyway. He probably did it in like a day or two. So no, but there's the there's the scene where he starts talking. And he's like, "All we have is this milk." Ah, ah. He oh does yeah, this, he, like insane cough. Well, for Drew reason. comes in there and starts asking for you know the proper bro fuel. Hey, you got any uh, this? You got any? You got any eggs? He like spits on the floor. You got any bacon? <laughs> oh well, what do you have? Oh, have this stale milk that's clumping up that you won't even want to drink. How's that even supposed to work? Even if it's got the goblin power in it, if it's that disgusting, why would he want to drink it? There are yeah. other frosting stuff seem to like people seem to like it when they eat it. Why not make the milk enticing too instead of just the, disgusting? The goop, some of the goop bowls, they look pretty gross. Yeah, it almost reminded me of in the movie Hook when they eat the imaginary food, <laughs> and it's like all that like colored goop and colored food and stuff. <laughs> like maybe Spielberg took some uh, inspiration from Troll Two here. Well, I haven't eaten color since the last time I was on acid, but... <laughs> the townspeople in this movie are like... They're all perfect townspeople. Well, they were... They lived in that town. They got people to, that lived in that town that never acted a day in their life and to be the And just stand around and creepily stare at everyone. To just be themselves. Hey, guys, how you doing? Go to the church. Like, he's just like, get, get. Oh, I love when the cop drops him off at the store. Like, oh, hey... Dro, uh, bro Drew, of course, doing the bro thing, asking, hey, where are the girls around here? And the cop just goes, girls! <laughs> and and peels out of there. I just imagine him like, girls are for fags! Well, on that main street is where they have not a street sign, but a town sign. A town sign that looks like a street sign of Neilbog. And then oh, Joshua... is this Nilbog Avenue? <laughs> Nilbog Street? Nilbog Drive? Nilbog Parkway? Nilbog jo- Boulevard? Joshua sees it in, the, in the, one of the mirrors... And C realizes that it's backwards, so he goes, Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. This must be their kingdom. What a shitty kingdom. The worst kingdom ever. I'm going to go hands down, worst kingdom ever made. Like, maybe they have an underground kingdom that's really sweet. But that could be. As far as this town in Utah, where were they supposed to be from? The Waits, where were they from? I don't know where if they ever said... It, um, his posters on Joshua's room were very misleading as to like maybe if he had like all Chicago Bulls stuff or all uh, you know Charlotte Hornet stuff or all you know New Orleans Saints stuff you'd, you'd be able to get but he has a Daryl Strawberry Mets poster in the corner uh, another like baseball team up here another football team over here it's all like maybe little Joshua is just a bandwagon fan <laughs> yeah. he just loved Daryl Strawberry because he did so much coke uh, see that I could understand. There you go. Josh was a cokehead. It's okay. It happens. Well, I mean, St. James Street James is doing coke at ten, so <laughs> why not? St. James Street James. Uh, I feel like that's a movie we should revisit on on here. Is uh, a movie we watched before. It's called Pool Boy: Drowning Out the Fury, starring Danny Trejo and Kevin Sorbo, and uh, directed by a man, quote unquote, named St. James, James Street James. James. So uh, if you haven't seen that, check it out. We'll probably discuss it on here at one point in time. But it is it is definitely a B movie, and it is it is wonderful. It is your actually will, really good. Your life will not be complete until you have seen this film. Um, but shortly after all that, though, we're we're finally introduced to this what what I felt was like the leader 
of the group, and he was like this preacher. Yeah. Which I feel like, why weren't we introduced to this character long before? Though maybe Witchy Witch, whatever. They, yeah, was. they they basically she said been, she was in charge of it, but I. He kind of felt like he's kind of like a lieutenant, though. You yeah. know, like you can't just have one person. Like you got to have a little bit of a hierarchy. I just don't understand why we were introduced to him. Like right when they pulled into town, why wasn't this guy there greeting them or something? Why would he? Uh, I just feel like he kind of like was like the head of the town. Yeah. They could, they could have made him off as like a mayor or something like that. Instead of all of a sudden, this yeah, is the first time the family sees this guy preaching and trying to feed their kid ice cream in a basement of some store. Oh, I love I love how um, little Joshua here, they go to the store and it says, closed for mass, be back in 20 minutes. And the dad goes, uh, let's see, what does he say? Shit, I had it written down here. It was pretty ridiculous. Well, he goes down there and he discover. Are you talking about when the dad discovers them trying to feed Joshua the? No, before that, ice cream? before Josh goes to the church, he says, um, "Oh, the dad goes. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and be patient." Yeah, and then who then opens a, a an all vegetarian cookbook? Dun dun dun. <laughs> and Josh looks and see the street sign and figures it out. Then he looks over to his dad and he's all instantly passed out. So then he just decides to wander off and find where this mysterious church is where all the goblins are sure to be and leave his dad passed out in enemy goblin territory, because why not? Well, they'd have to feed him some frosting sandwiches first. Well, Josh doesn't even know this yet, though. Well, he kind of does, but... Well, yeah, because he's already suspicious. Grandpa told him don't eat the food, but he doesn't know that's like a thing where they're constantly, eat the food. Yeah, uh... I, I don't get how you're saying dun-dun-dun, like, oh, like, you're supposed to be scary or something. This movie, I can't believe, is even considered a horror movie in any aspect. Because there's nothing scary about it. None of the goblins, none of the scenes, there's no jumpy scenes. There's nothing There's nothing horrifying except for the acting and the dialogue. That's the only thing horrifying. Look at the poster for this original poster for this movie. That looks terrifying. Yeah. And that looks nothing like the movie. Oh, I'm surprised. They didn't even have that on the wiki page. They had a, a really crappy one. Yeah, they like, almost kind of cartoony. I think that was a fan-made poster. Oh, okay. From, that, like, that was, got so that big. That would make sense. Then. But that's but, yeah. the original art. That's the original poster for the movie. It, it, it's reminiscent of House 2, almost. House 2, the second story, which at least had a decently scary poster with, you know, the house in the background and, oh, what bad thing is going to happen here? And it turns out to be a... Shitty sci-fi comedy. Yeah, this is just trying to still trying to be horror the whole time, and it it failed in every sort of aspect. Seriously, uh, though the dad when he goes finds Joshua down in the basement where they're doing the church service, he sees the family who was they were supposed to leave, and he goes, "What are you guys still doing here?" And they just go, "Uh, well, we had some car trouble." And he goes, "Okay, <laughs> like." Okay, this has been like three days now. Why didn't you come back to your house to get anything? What have you been doing? Standing by your car the whole time? It hasn't been three days. It's only the next day. I thought it had been like at least two days by now. Uh-uh. I, no, can, I was, get mixed up It was the next days. morning when they went to go for food, and then the dad passes out waiting for the yeah, store right. to reopen to get food. Well, so. still, though. Yeah. Where, why didn't they come back to the house if they're still in town? Like, I, it's, it's, so, it's so... Sometimes you watch horror movies and you're like... You know, it's at least like an hour or an hour and a half into the movie, and you're like, oh, they haven't figured... I can't believe they haven't figured it out yet. They could have figured this out on the first 30 minutes of the movie, that this was like something... At least that something was going on. But but since they're the way they are in that family, that they just block out all negativity. 
at well, all they just, anything like that. They just seem to block out anything that's inconvenient for them, which is why this movie should have been about the gang of dudes being awesome and throwing it down. We don't get enough of the gang of dudes, but I think we don't because a lot of it. Anytime we go back to them, is a lot of them complaining about where are the girls. So the the bro story was it's was, a legitimate complaint. The, yeah, but the bro story was going pretty good for a little while there, and then it had the lull where there's no women, and then they're just sitting in this camper by themselves complaining about where's the women. Well, you know, Bro Drew was trying to find them and then got fucked up on the frosting sandwich and manages to at least he got his, have his chick magnet leads him to the church where oh. Yeah, his chick magnet leads him to the no, church. The where he know, tell him no, to go to the it church. was his chick magnet. His built-in bro-ass chick magnet drew him to the church. So that the was, witchy witch is there waiting for so him. So chick magnet was the guy's name who told him to go to the church. No. <laughs> that guy's name was chick magnet. No. No? Anyway. All right. So bro Drew manages to make it to this church where he ends up finding bro Arnold with wood like a motherfucker waiting to bang witchy witch trying to get him to get him out of the pot so he can be mobile again to bang Witchy Witch. Then she decides to come back in and blast Bro Drew onto the bed because she wants his nuts so bad. And then we cut away. We don't know what's happening. She pulls out a chainsaw and comes at Bro Arnold. I still think he's alive because he just cut to a green milkshake being set down on the end table there next to Drew's head. And you cut away and you never see anything from either of them again. They're both I dead. still maintain they bang the shit out of her and left. Maybe, High five. Maybe she, Job well done. Maybe she kept Get them back to the as camper. sex slaves. Gimp style. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't think... I don't think she could gimp them, though. I feel like their broness will just regrow their legs, even if their legs are severed. Though, I mean, they have the when, magical Stonehenge thing. They could stick a severed limb <laughs> in and regrow it. Yeah. Well... They when she's cutting Arnold, he's laughing. He's See? being murdered. See? He's laughing because <laughs> you think you could stop me? No, I'm a man. These <laughs> legs grow back. You know what? The third leg grows even bigger, bitch. <laughs> like it? Like it? Yeah, yeah, you like it. Well, I think one of the most you you mean you want to you want to focus on these bros. I think one of the most bro things in the whole movie is when the preacher guy gets lit on fire. That guy is on fire. For a long time. And sticks it out. Even though he's screaming and crying at many points, he's on fire for a long time. And that's a pretty bro thing. That guy, I was surprised they had the budget for that. Well, they probably just told some guy, hey, we're going to light you on fire. <laughs> no safety precautions. All right, I'll be scarred but for the rest know, of my life. But you know, that attracted a lot of chicks. Running around on fire... Oh, yeah. That's going to attract a lot of chicks. I mean, you saw everybody stopped. The whole party stopped. Chick and guy alike circled around. Oh, God, what's happening here? He's on fire. But then he died, and he was a burnt-out goblin husk. So he was no more... I mean, he could have been the ultimate bro if he had survived the fire. You know, but if he weren't too busy preaching fire and brimstone against hot dogs, I feel like he would have survived. The stinking meat, the hamburgers, oh. ugh, the hot dogs, ugh, the cholesterol. When, oh. when they're outside the family's house and the fi- family finally is coming to like terms with that there's people, or there's something wrong. Well, the them. dad starts to figure it out, so he grabs little Joshua and escapes from the church, which is the right thing to do. And then he sees Holly down there at the trailer wanting to get her freak on with Elliot, because who wouldn't? 
And then while he's like, the, oh, no. Well, the other dude is still inside. What's his name? Brent or something like that? Brent, yes. Brent. He's, he's out there talking to her, and she's still bitching about, oh, why is your friend here? Oh, I don't know. Probably because he's my fucking bro, bitch. <laughs> well, when So they- then the dad pulls up, and he says, oh, what does he say? Oh, Christ, your sister Holly's with that playboy son of the Coopers. See, he knows what a fucking baller he is. <laughs> and he comes up to him and goes, so, kids, how's life? And then he's bitching at Elliot. I don't speak to people who arrive late and upset their girlfriends. You give me a bad impression. Well, the dad, Michael, he's just not... He didn't ever live the bro lifestyle. He never lived that kind of lifestyle. He was more of, uh, you know, the nice guy. He knew he wasn't a bro. He wasn't wearing his affliction shirts all the time. Okay? He can't be that nice if he wants to block out dead family members. But that's not his choice. I think that's part of the brainwashing from the mom. I think that's once you marry into her family. Because it was her dad that they're blocking You out. know what? That just figures. Chick's cutting your balls off left and See? right. See? That's why the dad wants to cut Elliot's balls off. Because his balls are cut off. You don't... This isn't something you pay forward, Corey. Oh, I got my balls cut off. Pay it forward, bro. <laughs> no. Snip. He's not trying to pay it forward. He's trying to be like, mine are cut off. All other guys... They're getting their balls cut off. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm, the- I, I'm miserable, so let's make everybody else miserable yeah. too. That is the opposite of the bro thing to do, Corey. I told you, the dad's not a bro. That's Ugh. why he's doing it. Bruh. That's why he's doing it, because he's not a bro. This dad is infuriating. He's not a bro. He wants to cut the bro's balls off, because he never got to be a bro, because the wife wouldn't let him be a so bro. So then, going along with this whole thing, they convince Elliot to ditch his sole remaining friend back at the camper and come with them. See? And on the ride home, on the ride home, Holly says, you know, yeah, Dad, Elliot's part of the family now. Why? How did this happen? We just erase people with a snap of our fingers and add them in like that? Is this like a soap opera recast thing? Grandpa's dead. We need a new family member. Elliot. <laughs> wow, that is that is so true. But this, this is what I'm telling you. See, the, the, what they didn't show you was the scene where the dad chopped, where actually the dad, Holly, chopped Elliot's balls off. That's how they convinced him, and that's why he went with them. Because he was no longer a bro All anymore. Right. He was right. no longer a bro. Requiem for Elliot's nuts. He, w- he wouldn't have left his bro, Brent, in the cabin or whatever it was, had he still had his balls. They cut his balls off. You know what? Before they got in the car. I believe that. It happened. They they foreshadowed it in the beginning. You didn't want to believe it. Dear God, they did. Dear God. I see now. It's it's a Waits family tradition. So then, in keeping with the whole just delete things from our minds, they show back up in a huff, worried about we just got to get our mom and get out of here, only to find out that all these suspicious townspeople are throwing a gigantic party at this place with all their evil green frosting food again and trying to get the mom to eat it. Then the creepy preacher's just there. Somehow managed to get there earlier than them, even though he was on foot and the dad was driving a van yeah, around. before he got caught on fire. So then, they're having this big party, and he he knows that they're creepy, they're shady, we need to get the fuck out of here. But the guy just comes up to him and goes, you know, oh, sorry about that, and your wife's clearly enjoying our party. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> well, it's, it's inconvenient for me to be like, oh, we gotta get out of here, you know what? Let's just stick around and eat this green frosting food and turn to mush, because you know what? That's what we do in this family. So when they corner the people inside the house after the preacher guy burns, 
the, the oh you're the, oh, the, no no wait. the second you're, in charge guy kind of becomes the the sheriff. At one point he's you, you're you're, you're, oh, you're you, skipping an amazing. You're, hold on, your sandwich thing. You know you're you're talking about how they push the sandwiches. At this point he has a full bag of these sandwiches. Yes, and he goes. He even yells. Eat the damn sandwiches! And he says, sandwiches. You'll make it easier and make our work easier. Yeah, they don't want to do that, do they? And they all still have a house full of your shady-ass fucking food anyway. I, I just loved how that pushed to that point. That's how mad he was. That he pushed... He's not saying sandwiches anymore. He eat yells... Eat the damn sandwiches. He's like, eat these sandwiches. And he has the full... Well, you know, And then the... the um... Well, don't don't the go. The sheriff. Any... At one point, he goes, "Oh shit, I gotta find it." Oh, he goes, "Show him we're still here." Proceeds to fire his shotgun aimlessly into the sky. Well, <laughs> this is amazing, but you've skipped over an equally amazing part where the dad just conveniently forgets that there's a big threat here. Throw Joshua in his room again. So then the witchy witch decides to come at him through the mirror, and then who comes up to save her, save him out of nowhere but Grandpa with, with a hatchet and chops her arm off, and she shrieks and goes back into the mirror. And, and the then, and the mirror scene is 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 ex- the exact reversal. Yeah, the mirror exploded when she first came out, but then as she gets shoved back in, the pieces all come back together and fix up, and it's cool again. It's literally the so same Grandpa comes reverse. in with a hatchet and a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> you know what we gotta do, Joshua? We gotta burn the house down, <laughs> and then I'll, you can put it out with this one fire extinguisher. <laughs> Grandpa Seth, he's he's a bro. So he's trying to. He Grandpa broke. Seth, I think, is a juggalo too, because Witchy Witch obviously couldn't catch his hatchet. <laughs> well, you know what? So, you know what? Some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> they do, and Grandpa Seth is one of them. <laughs> uh, well, then they try to go have a séance to get Grandpa Seth to come back, but I don't understand why. Because there's still other mirrors in the house. Why couldn't they just oh, contact him through a mirror? Right before they burn the preacher, he decided to banish Grandpa Seth with whatever goblin powers he had. He said he tells him. What does he say? I wrote it down. Go back to your kingdom of shadows, old man. Yeah, so that like... <laughs> so that banished Grandpa, but not before Grandpa could throw the Molotov cocktail and light the preacher on fire. Uh, before we get to... Because we're getting really close to the end of the movie and the end of the episode here. Uh, one thing we dub, we left out, which is an amazing scene, and I mentioned it in the beginning of the episode, was corn porn. Oh, it hasn't happened yet because yeah, it, it, it happened in between the eat these sandwiches part and yeah, the seance. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. So, uh, the Brent who's left by himself, we which a movie like this, I thought well, the first time ever viewing this, we're not going to see what happened to that guy. You just assume he dies. You know what I mean? They're not going to show. But no, they take their time to go back and show you what happens to bro Brent. He's sitting at home in, uh, in his uh, camper, you know, watching TV. And Shirt I'll, unbuttoned, beasting it for the world, because you know what? Even if nobody's around, sometimes you just got to do it for yourself. You know what? I look good, and I know I look good, and just let, let it all hang out. And, like, you know, you'll sometimes you'll just draw the bitches to you anyway, which is exactly what happens here. Witchy Witch manages to make herself look pre- not only presentable, but hot. And she comes on the TV and basically says, hey, I want to fuck 
you right now. Well, he and then he has no recollection, and all of a sudden, there's live. There's a live feed from exactly what it looks like outside the camper of corn porn going on. Because she's like about to deep throat a, a corn of the cow. Yep. Yep. She, like, so many times the first time I watched this movie, I thought that Corn of the Cob was going in somewhere. I did, too. I did. <laughs> You're, I mean, they make so, innuend- so many innuendos towards it. Ribbed for everyone's pleasure. And then Death by Popcorn. Well, see, he didn't die, though. See, he was such a man, he managed <laughs> to seduce her in there. She has the corn, but she never got to put the green frosting on it like they did when they were in the house that they were about to eat it. There was no green frosting. She's just like, eat this corn with me. He gets her into the bed. They both start eating on the ear of corn at the, the same weirdest, time, which like is, Lady in the Tramp style. Which is probably the weirdest scene and in the then, movie. And then, in the middle of them munching on the corn, popcorn explodes out of nowhere onto the bed. Not well, from the corn. Because earlier, he goes, I like popcorn, and she goes, let's heat things up. Yeah, see, and this is what happens when you're that much of a fucking bro. You just get the bitch in your bed, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, popcorn's popping on you. Care Bears are be cockying you with rainbows, and it just it <laughs> oh fucking God. rolls, man. <laughs> Where did Care Bears come into this? What, your bros just carry around Care Bears in their campers? It actually came up in the search that I had for Troll 2. I don't know why. Care Bears? Yeah, because I saw it right at the top, like, Troll 2. Okay, but I was like, oh, what else did this pull up? Oh, Care Bears. So the whole end of this movie, the end, like, battle with the but trolls. Just, just to be clear, goblins, bro sorry. Brent does not die because she gets drawn away after they start doing their thing. And he's still alive under the popcorn and just manages to say, oh... No more popcorn. He's still alive. He was never bleeding green. So I'm going to take it that maybe since he ate the corn that was grown there, he ate the popcorn, and I'm, I'm assuming he's the only one that ended up getting laid, that because he stuck it in, he's now a goblin. <laughs> and, and he becomes part of Neilbog. He starts the Neilbog bros. Like, he teaches the people of Neilbog how to be a bro. Do you really think genetics is a matter of, like, sexual transmission, Corey? I mean, like, with, with existing people? With, like, go- no, with, go- with, uh, with vegan ob- Amish goblins, that's how it works. I fucked a goblin, so I turned into a goblin. Like, I fucked a black chick, so I turned into a black chick. You really think it works that way? <laughs> yes. That's what I was taught in school. I didn't go to the vegan Amish Oh, you had the, uh, the Bush-era sex ed, didn't you? You know, just don't do it. And that's it. Or don't do it, or this will happen to you. If you do it, you turn into a uh, goblin. That's what I was heard, so I never did it. (laughs) Well, I guess that would explain the pussy trolls. (laughs) There we go. Well, they're called trolls, but really they're goblins. pussy goblins. No, they're called trolls, but they're really goblins. Right, okay. There we go. Just like this movie. Pussy troll that's really a goblin. Just like this movie. This movie's a pussy troll that's really a goblin. Okay. So... Uh, the end battle sequence. There's like a kind of a fight with some goblins, and more like chasing them around the yeah. house, Scooby Doo style. And one falls out of I don't know where, like in the attic. They the, fell out of the goblin hutch, Corey. Obviously, the, they built this house. <laughs> yeah, because one just falls out of like this, like on top of the staircase, out of the sky, or something. Like I don't even understand where that one came from. Because all the other ones are just running around aimlessly. Like, why didn't they just do this the whole time? Why do they have to be townspeople? Why didn't they just run around as goblins the whole time? Why even mask yourself if you're just going to end up doing that in the end anyways? 
<laughs> it doesn't even make sense. I just don't even. Because they're from a it. small town with no internet and no video games and barely any chicks. This was and what else are we going to do? Not everybody. Nobody had the internet. I know, Corey. But they already knew. They knew what could have been. They knew? Then, then if they knew, they should have waited 15 years for Craigslist. That's I, what I said earlier. And you 15 denied. years is a lot of belt tightening to be doing, Corey. <laughs> they, you run out of notches before the hunger goes away. They, but they won't run out of green frosting sandwiches. That's the thing, Dan. They won't run out of green frosting sandwiches. They'll get the occasional hitchhiker. That bum would have been perfect. He would have ate that sandwich like, like that in no time. You know what? He was probably just munching on bum beef jerky the whole time and tainted himself. Which leads us to her secret weapon here. <laughs> Grandpa Seth also manages to, from his magic world of God knows what, just pull another thing out of his ass and gives little Joshua a backpack. Don't use it till it's time, but you'll know when it's time. Is this going to be something fantastic? No, it's a bologna sandwich, which he then waves at them. And Witchy Witch goes, oh, the cholesterol. <laughs> And he takes a bite out of it and taints himself so that they won't want to eat him. <laughs> and then the end has to deal with like a few there's like a portal and they're trying to None of which made any sense. And they're sort trying to sense. close this portal and all I can think of since me and Dan had previously uh you know done some watching on our own time of Baywatch Nights, all I can think of was where's David Hasselhoff and when you need him? <laughs> with these portals involved, where's the Hoff? This was this this could have been an episode of Baywatch Nights. It could have. This whole thing could easily fit in on Adult Swim. It's wonderful. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So they 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 defeat the the Credence Lenore whatever her name was. Credence ha- Clearwater Revival. Yes. Hot Witchy Witch Credence Clearwater Revisited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I called her after she came back the third time. Sweet. Uh, so <laughs> they defeat her. And Grandpa Seth, uh, I guess, is free to be, I don't know, bother somebody else? Move on to heaven? Was he in purgatory? Start was, spying on... Was he in, like, a purgatory state? Like, a limbo? Maybe. Like, ghosts that have unfinished business kind of are. And yeah. he had his unfinished business yeah. of saving the family that wanted to forget him. He was in limbo, and he needed to, uh, you know, be God for a little while. So, when you're in limbo, you're God. Sweet, I want to be in limbo Or maybe Grandpa Seth never really... Existed and he was just God the whole time. Maybe Joshua is Jesus Christ. There we go. Mind blown. It's like the grandpa, and that's not really his daughter, that's just like, you know, the Mary, and the dad is David. Holy shit. Or Joseph, why did I say David? Whatever, I don't care. I just offended a million people. Who cares? <laughs> um, well, magic I, of editing. I guess, you know, considering all the other magic that could happen, maybe God took Mary back in time and had her banged by David and said it was him instead. And, <laughs> and that's where well, Jesus came from. Well, no, this is back from. in time. This is just, that's what happened. This, this, this movie is really the story of Jesus. And Joshua is him. And Grandpa Seth is God. We figured out the true meaning of Troll 2. So, they, when they battle it, they end up just going home. And I was mentioning this earlier. They just go home. They don't go back and get Brent. They're, we don't see them. No, oh, because happens. obviously, oh, you're part of the family now. In this family, we cut people yeah, off that are well, inconvenient Well, yeah, for I was us. saying Brent, he's now part of Neilbog. He's a Neilbog bro. He's doing his thing in Neilbog. He's getting all the ladies done now. 
All the all the promiscuous women he was promised, they are there. They're hidden. Well, at least somebody got a happy ending. Yeah. And Unlike was, Jesus here, who ends up... And it up... was Brent. But his first his first girl got destroyed. Yeah. So he might be a little upset about well, that. now he doesn't have to worry about her calling him. That's true. Incessantly. On her corn phone. <laughs> what you thinking about? Oh my God, I'm so sad. I'm just, I'm on my period and I'm sad. Can't you talk to me? No. He's like, I'm too busy trying to make some people eat some green frosted sandwiches over here. Honey, Leave me alone. this is work, okay? This is work. You're just talk to you when we get home. You're just in your lab all day making up concoctions. We don't want to use any of them. They don't work that good. The green frosting sandwiches. It's been around forever. We're gonna stick to what we know. <laughs> get with it already. Stop trying to change things. <laughs> you already changed me once. I'm not gonna let you do it again. Uh, Fucking so, broad. So they go home, and the mom's gonna go take a bath, and Joshua goes upstairs, and. The dad goes to take uh, Elliot home with Holly. But though he's part of the family, I thought maybe he was going to stay. Aren't his parents dead, too? So what home does he have to go to? Oh, I mentioned that earlier, but I made that up. Oh, I thought I missed that. I was like, oh, well, this is... Damn, I wish (laughs) Maybe they're excommunicating him, too. Like, oh, we said you're a part of the family, but not really. We're just going to throw you in this house that isn't yours anymore and you away just like Grandpa. (laughs) And so many of us. Because I don't like you because you're good for nothing. So he's gonna. They take him home, and then the Joshua goes downstairs to, to. I don't know what he's going to do, and he sees a baseball roll down the stairs, and it says like, what does it say on it? In green writing, uh, your mom sure tasted good, or something, or yeah. tastes good. Your mom tastes good, which is really like whoa. it's weird because they'd been starving this whole time. They get there, and there's a glass bowl of apples in the fridge for some reason. The mom takes a bite, and I thought, uh oh, she's like, you want some? He's like, no, I don't want to see food ever again. So I guess he's just gonna keep tightening that belt. Yep. Catching that hatchet, whatever he is. So has then to do. his mom is. Uh, he runs upstairs to see his mom in the shower, which I thought was kind of weird. <laughs> only to find, you know. Green goo everywhere. Gr- yeah, green goo, and then runs and downstairs. To see his mom naked, covered in green goo on the with, table. With fake white plastic boobs with green goo all over them, while the creatures are just like shoving it into their mouths that don't move, and then look up and say at him without moving their mouths, You want some? Yeah. <laughs> Joshua, you want some? Zoom in on Joshua's face. Ah, Home Alone style. Ah. They were really trying to push Joshua to be the next, well, not next, I guess, to just get that role in Home Alone. He could have been Macaulay Culkin's character. Could have been a whole different world we live in now. Could the world have really handled Jesus as Macaulay Culkin, though? (laughs) No, it couldn't have. So, that is Troll 2 in a nutshell. uh, Help, I'm Troll 2 and I'm in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awesome powers um, eh. but yeah Troll 2 it is ridiculous I highly recommend seeing it if you haven't seen it yet uh, it is to me it is the best worst movie ever made The Room is another movie that you might have heard of, about and it is definitely up there but I think Troll 2 just takes the cake because it has some parts of The Room I just think are just just cheesy in a different way where this was I don't know I just feel like this is just a different kind of thing. Like well, they, I feel we really thought they were making something, and they made a whole lot, a whole lot of nothing. Nothing, and even the people that starred in this movie, uh, they say the same thing. They say that they knew that what they were making was. So the, the, some of the people won't even put this on their resumes. 
mm-hmm. as part of their acting because they're so embarrassed by it. Uh, maybe not nowadays since it's gotten such huge fame. Maybe they'll put it back on there. For well, it's worth mentioning that this whole movie was done by an Italian director who did not speak English and insisted on the cast reading the, the script that he wrote in off English just the way he wrote it. And also this movie was intended by his wife to be a way at getting back at their neighbors who turned vegetarian. <laughs> so just wrap your head around that. I need to punish my neighbors for being vegetarian, so I'll make this shitty movie to make them feel bad about it. Yeah. Well, go out and watch Troll 2 if you haven't already. Uh, like we said, each week we'll announce the next movie. Uh, in keeping with it is uh, October and Halloween is upon us, and we are, you know, we're starting off, we want to start off with some movies maybe some people have seen, you know, some maybe not. Like this one is kind of a big, but kind of not still. I still know plenty of people who haven't seen Troll 2. Uh, so go out and see Troll 2. See Best Worst Movie. If you love documentaries, you will love Best Worst Movie. I've watched Best Worst, Best Worst Movie with people who've never even seen Troll 2, and they love the documentary. It made them actually want to watch the movie. Oh, I'm sure. Because the documentary is so well made, and Michael Stevenson, the guy who plays Joshua, directed it, and it is really good. He actually has a new documentary coming out about people who like do up their houses so much for Halloween and do their own little makeshift haunted houses and stuff, hmm. and that looks really interesting, too. So, I mean, the guy has a you know, good career ahead of him after the lull of being uh, Joshua from Troll 2 forever. Now he's, you know, getting up there, and the Best Worst Movie is a great documentary, and Troll 2 is, is a great B-movie. It's, if, if, you, if you're not really, like, you never really watched too many bad movies ever and gotten the humor out of them, I think Troll 2 is a great starting point. I think it's a great movie to watch and be able to get the humor out of something that is just a train wreck. Because that's really all it is. So we're going to jump from one train wreck to another. And we're and I, this, this movie might be a little more more famous-wise, but I, uh, I'm, our next B-movie breakdown will be the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a, it's a classic. I think a lot of people know that one. And like we said, we're going to start off kind of with some known ones, and then we're going to dive deep, 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 deep into the... Netflix archives in some of these B-movies because Netflix is full of them. All of our movies are available on Netflix for streaming, so if you pay for Netflix, boom, you got them for free right there. You don't have to worry about finding a video store that will carry obscure shit when there aren't many video stores left in the first yeah, place. Yeah, Netflix is definitely good. They're, they're the new, like, mom and pop because they carry all that crap. You know, some of these shitty movies haven't even gotten DVD releases, oh, and yeah. the only way to see them is to stream them on Netflix. Yeah. I remember seeing a lot of these covers from a lot of these movies in uh, at the video stores when I was younger. Troll Two is definitely one of them. I remember that that poster. I remember seeing that all the time mm-hmm. at the uh, at the video store, and even the first Troll. I remember seeing that all the time at the with the guy with the little ball. I remember seeing that all the time at the video store. So uh, yes, our next B movie breakdown is the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is outrageous. It is ridiculous. I haven't seen it in. God knows how long. I mean, Troll 2 is a more recent thing for me because I've shown it to people and stuff like that. Killer Clowns has been forever. So I'm definitely excited to rewatch this one. All I can remember is wrapping people up in cotton candy. That's about all I can remember. So uh, I, want, I want to thank once again, real quick, Jonathan Mann for that awesome theme song. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Uh, so for B-Movie Breakdown in our very first episode, uh, I forgot to mention this at the top. Probably should have done that. Had to maybe throw it in there. Later on, but you can follow us on Twitter at BMB Podcast. Our website is bmbpodcast.com. 
You can email us, bmbpodcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash bmoviebreakdown. On any of that stuff, please, we recommend it. Give us your comments, your thoughts. If you've seen any of these movies, let us know what you thought. Suggestions for future movies? Yeah, suggestions for future movies. If you've seen any of these movies, let us know what you thought about these movies. And we will read your full review on here. We'll... Promote your Twitter, your whatever you want us to do. You know, you know, we'll throw it out there for you if you give us some feedback. And uh, remember to subs- I mean, obviously, you probably listening to this. You subscribe to iTunes. Tell your friends. Subscribing on iTunes is free. It's easy. Uh, leave us some reviews. That really helps us out on iTunes. We are located in the TV film section on iTunes, so we're not hard to find. Free and easy, just like any bro should like it. Yep, just like the bros, Elliot, Drew, Brent, and Arnold. Yes. So, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. And I'm DRC. And we'll see you next time. B-Movie Breakdown.